welcome to the Parenting Podcast. Moms, wherever you are in your parenting journey, or however you became a mom, we want to come alongside, addressing your questions and concerns with helpful insight to lighten your load as we dive into the reality of parenting. We are your co-hosts, Cheryl and Ellen, and we want to share practical answers. But our goal is to have relevant discussions that give you heart and strengthen you both today and for the years ahead. So join us now at the TPP table as we share together, helping you flourish and bringing your heart hope. Well, we're really sorry, but we've got some tech issues with the mics. So moms, please just bear with us and keep listening, and we hope to get this resolved. I say this almost every week, Ellen, but I'm so excited to have our friends in here today. So I want to take a moment here and let's reintroduce ourselves, of course. Ellen? Yes, I'm Ellen, and I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) She's always been here. And Christy, you've been with us before. Yes, hello. Glad to be back. And we're so excited to have Danae King join us. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's going to be fun today. Yeah. The four of us enjoy, you know, we just enjoy talking. We could sit here for hours. Whether anybody wants to hear us (laughs) (laughs) And have a good time. So looking forward to this. And by the way, if you want to know more about any of us, you can go to our website and learn more about us as individuals. So that's theparentingpodcast.com because we're not going to say everything. We're not going to bore you with the details. (laughs) And we're such fascinating people. Back starting in 1979, (laughs) in 1956. My kids always say, so Did you have stone tablets by that time, (laughs) or are you still writing on the walls of the cave? One of my girls thought back then was it a, like, time period for a long time. So she thought, so finally she said, Mom, when is back then? Because, you know, we always say, well, back then. Yeah, Yeah. I thought that was so cute. My kids thought, you know, when, when did the world get color? Because they oh, thought everything oh, was black oh, and white oh when my. I was a kid. <laughs> well, there's sci-fi books all about Well, that's, that. yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> we didn't have a color TV when they started showing The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So it was significant when I realized, oh, the original Wizard of Oz, yeah. it is black and white, and it switches to color. Right, so, right. I mean, antiquated. <laughs> and, uh, that was a redeeming quality for my new stepdad. When my mom married him, oh. he brought a colored television okay. with him, and we're like, oh, I guess we'll let him in. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's significant. The, I mean, for those of you that are younger, yeah, it would be a big deal. They would say, this is in Technicolor. Yeah. And like the NBC Peacock would have its colored uh, tail fanned. So you knew when they were introducing it, because not everything was had converted yet. And that's how you would know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're dating ourselves, but this is really good. Y'all are learning a little bit more about the dark ages. About back then. (laughs) Back then, that's good. Back then, the dark ages. The black and white years. Yeah. (laughs) So the reason the four of us are here is because we are in the middle of something that we share. And uh, we kind of named them in the seasons of parenting. We said this is the graduate years, Mm -hmm. but we don't mean our kids. We're talking about us. 
we are in the process of or have graduated from active parenting. Mm -hmm. So this is the releasing years of the older, older teens. And then as your children move into be young adulthood, towards adulthood. And um, there's so much that we could talk about. So what are some things, just issues, just Mm -hmm. Let's just share some of the topics of where you have struggled or are struggling. Just Mm -hmm. throw it out there. Yeah, so I have five children ages 20 to 28, and I have three girls that still live at home with me. And a big struggle for me is when they're out and they don't let me know what time they're going to be home and it's getting later and later and I'm getting worried and just that part of our relationship of them not communicating with me when to expect them. Okay, so Danae, do you mean... You have a curfew for those children of those age, or it's just a communication issue? It's communication for sure. Yeah, we don't have a curfew um, anymore, you know, now that they're older. But it's hard for me because I get worried as it gets later in the night. I don't know where they are or who they're with. So that's something we have to communicate a lot about. We always called, at that at those ages, we always called it a courtesy issue. Yeah, that's oh. good. Um, just be courteous and text me and say, hey, Mom, I'm going to be home, you know, after two tonight. Don't mm-hmm. worry. So then I can go to bed and not have, because it's just, we never made it a big deal. It just was a courtesy. Yeah, that's good. One thing I'm really realizing is I didn't realize what a grief process this all would be with Uh, things changing so much and the roles changing the relationships changing um and just really grieving those little bitty years it's it's been surprising to me how much grieving happens Mm -hmm. what did you realize it was grief how do you i mean you're that's a good word to use yeah and i understand it but if i'd been your peer or younger than you i wouldn't have understood what you're talking about right i i don't think i did at first but it really is the loss of a season of life mm-hmm. moving for them mm-hmm. and for me yeah. as, as their mom and so yeah it, it took a while to realize that it was grief that I was feeling yeah and I think the grief over that they're making decisions that I don't want them yes. to make anymore <laughs> they're choosing to do things and act in ways and you know and don't want my advice exactly yeah. <laughs> for sure well, they're acting like adults yeah <laughs> they're trying to they're learning mm-hmm. to be adults right. right and that's kind of an observation you have to make from the sidelines mm-hmm. you don't get to be an active part of uh. a you know how about this idea or that idea unless they specifically ask you which usually at those ages they don't want to because they want to figure it out Mm -hmm. yes and we know that we want the best for me two things Um, my role their roles and the rules changed right and Mm -hmm. i did i don't know about y'all i didn't have anyone speaking into this no one was ahead of me doing what we're kind of trying to do a little bit mm-hmm. to talk about it, to walk me through it. I only had my peers to find someone who is walking with mm-hmm. me. Um, I'm really thankful yeah. because Ellen did have older children and she could speak into me and, and help that. But I just didn't know how radically different it was. And you're kind of saying about like with curfew, that sort of thing, the rules have all changed. Mm-hmm. And they seem to, like, be the head of that, whatever it is. And they change the rules, and they don't send me the memos <laughs> right. until I've stepped over the boundary. Right. right. You did not get the message. Yeah. <laughs> until yeah. it's too late. Yes. And it also seems like um, having five children, they've all been different. Yeah. And yeah. what they've wanted and what they've needed, what they've wanted and needed from me. 
you know, so really that's been surprising. So we don't have like a rule book and, you know, they're, they're kind of all different. That's one thing that doesn't change is that every child is different all the way through, even into adulthood and Mm -hmm. your interactions are different with mm-hmm. each child. Yes, yeah. because these rules, I mean, all of it is so many different things, all the assumptions that everybody has. Mm-hmm. And then this child, of course, I would never say that, Mom, or I wouldn't do that. And the other one, you presume they're going to be the same way, and then they're completely different. They mm-hmm. have a total different entitlement assumption. And or sometimes you're juggling those age groups. Right. You know, because yes. we still, we had... Ch- uh, kids entering adulthood and we still had younger children mm-hmm. so in your brain you're going back and forth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from you know you might be teaching basic math to your adult is wanting hey, i'll see you later and so your head's kind of like oh well, where are we here so, remembering to right. shift yes. mm-hmm. yes. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah i think another struggle that i've had is doing too much for my children when they're uh. capable of doing those things. I'll say, oh, you're busy at work. I'll go ahead and make dinner or here's your lunch. You know, things that were completely appropriate when my kids were younger, but now I'm overdoing for them. And or, some, oh, go ahead. I'm well, sorry. and some things they're happy to let you do. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and that's they would what, rather you step back. Please. And that's what makes it confusing because on one hand, they would love for you to treat them like they were 12. And on the other hand, they want you to treat them like they're, you know, 30. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is hard. Because you're right, to discern, that's okay, you go, let me do that for you, mm-hmm. to serve them, and it might be really well taken. Right. And then the other times, it's not, and you've wounded them. And it can be the same thing. Right. <laughs> Just right. on a different day. Yes. <laughs> oh, it is really hard, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's interesting, and it can be exciting. I just didn't know it was going to feel like what it feels like. Yeah. Like the grief. That's what I was thinking, too, was the word grief. And I think, um, you know, when I've started thinking about that also, Christy, that the more I realized that I didn't think there was something wrong with me and I didn't think there's something wrong with them, that this is just part of the process. And to really start including them in on the conversation of how do we do this well? Like, you know, I don't feel like it's all my fault and I now need to figure it out. Right. I love that you said process because I think I really thought we would get to 18 and it would be da 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 da. You know, my finished child. Right. Oh my goodness, no. Yeah. Well, and the two of us, Danae, Mm -hmm. have extra, an extra set of circumstances because mine were going through having lost their dad Mm -hmm. and grief and everything that comes with that. And then you went through a, a divorce and both of our kids were reeling from some of that and not fully healed at all or the this the trauma of it exactly added in on top just made it more complicated and for me because of that i didn't draw very good boundaries all the time right because i felt i mean i i just oozed myself <laughs> so i didn't draw boundaries so boundaries mm-hmm. were a hard thing Yes, I think boundaries is one of the biggest issues. Um, Just as a mom, for me to have my own good boundaries and taking care of myself and uh, giving myself what I need, and then that helps me have those healthy boundaries with my children. But messy, messy, messy. Mm -hmm. Okay, boundaries are just hard at this age. Yeah, I had an uh, experience recently 
considering my daughter's boundaries that she had put in place, she was going to an appointment, um, a pretty significant appointment. And of course, I thought it would be wise for her to have her mother there with her. (laughs) And um, she made it very clear that she wanted to go to this appointment alone. And it it was regarding her health. and, And I thought, gosh, she's clearly setting a boundary line here. But I didn't think it was wise for her to be alone, not knowing what the appointment was going to deal with. I thought somebody needs to be there to support her. And so I, I had to take the hard step and say, I, it doesn't have to be me, but I think you need to have somebody with mm, you. And yeah, so she chose good. to have a friend drive her and wait in the parking lot. And that way she wasn't alone. And the appointment went fine and it wasn't you know anything horrible. But so respecting that boundary was very difficult for me because I felt some rejection there. Mm -hmm. I felt like what's wrong with us that she doesn't want me there with her (laughs) and that she would choose a friend over me. Yeah. Um, So that that was really hard to respect that boundary line she had drawn. Hey, Christy, I've been struggling with boundaries every single time my children come home with a new hair color or a new tattoo. (laughs) I mean, that is rough every single time. That's good, yes. Well, you know, I think sometimes we forget maybe what our goals in parenting were supposed to be. I mean, I always felt like my goal was to make sure that when my kids left home, they were able to take care of themselves. They were mm-hmm. able to do the things that adults needed to do and be comfortable doing that and to be mm-hmm. confident doing that. Now, again, that's a process, but that was kind of the goal mm-hmm. of the things that you're teaching in elementary and junior high and early high school is to prepare them to what does it mean to be an adult. Okay, that's really good. How about all of us? Let's yeah. say what were your goals when you were a new mom and through those years mm-hmm. and have they changed? Would you have it say, no, my parenting, really, this is a goal? Well, I think if I'm really honest, the back of my mind goal was thinking, if I do all of this right, then I can get them to adulthood yeah. where they can live a painless life and be fully <laughs> prepared for anything that comes at them. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't have told you that, but that's really what I was feeling at yeah. the moment. And that's uh, similar a little bit to me. I would have said, we used to say, we want you standing on our shoulders that we wanted to pour into them and develop them and to love them and to help them and teach them the things you were talking about, Ellen, all of that. So when they would get to adulthood, they, they were didn't have shining to... shining beacons <laughs> for the world. Well, and, but, but, but not have to go through trying yes, to figure it out yeah. like we did. Yeah. And so my goal was to bring all that a little bit like you're saying, oh, good, mm-hmm. so you can be this whole flourishing person. Yeah. I mean, I definitely relate to that. And I think, you know, my role in that was if I could just love them enough and have all the right steps and how to be the perfect mom, then they wouldn't have to suffer. And yeah, they would be these big, you know, world changers, whatever that idea was in my mind Uh was, you know, with all of my uh, intention and all of my work and time that then I would guess I would like produce these, you know, (laughs) mega adults. I mean, Mm -hmm. and so I think that's definitely where a lot of my my hiccups with parenting, a lot of my fear of parenting was that I had to get it all right. Yeah. So they would grow up right to have the right life, you know, and what a burden that we (laughs) we carry that we carry. And what a lie. 
<laughs> yeah. We forget that our kids, just like us, are humans. Mm-hmm. And part of growing up is making mistakes. That's what makes you a maturing human that has a pool of experiences to draw from. And mm-hmm. most of the time, it's from our mistakes. You're like, I'm not doing that again. So that's how they Yeah, learn. why did I think, though, then, you know, my children, whatever I, whatever I did, you know, then they wouldn't have to make mistakes. Yeah. You know, even you saying it now, and even though I know it now in my head, I still want to reject that. Yeah. As if generations of parents prior to us had not thought, <laughs> yes. oh, I know what we'll do. <laughs> I'll do the opposite of what my parents did, who did the opposite of what their parents right. did, thinking we'd get it all right. <laughs> Even with best intentions. Okay, Absolutely. so let me ask you, with all these years, mm-hmm. if you were to go back, what would you say should have been your priority mm-hmm. in parenting, your goal? What would be the goal? Yeah, I think um, one thing knowing my children now as adults is that I wish I would have been more focused on helping them be who they are. Yeah. Because now that's what I enjoy and I want to enjoy more about them is how unique and different and the insights that they have in the world that they bring to me that I don't have. I and, and so I wish I would have relaxed more. And really just focused more on being with them Mm -hmm. and having the times with them and the relationship with them instead of so worried and focused on the outcome. Because we don't understand or we don't realize that we are establishing friendships now with our 20-somethings. We Mm -hmm. just assume that it's there because we've loved them and they've loved us back, but now it really is let's have a friendship when how does that look going forward Mm -hmm. because the truth is no matter how we did everything right or loved them well or any of those things life is still going to go on even after they leave our homes and so to be able to have that relationship with them and walk through life with Mm -hmm. them is really the only thing that lasts okay so i think that's it christy you said the word relationship and we've even said it in the past on the um, episodes. How about if we quit using parent as a verb? How do you parent your children? Mm. I parent my children that we are in a relationship with our children. Mm. And that what if we had, we could mm. wind back and just our focus to be a genuine relationship where I'm still the parent and they're the mm-hmm. children appropriately, but... My focus is loving them better, you said individually, and that we work on the relationship, which is what I think all of us are saying now we're trying to do, but that that was our goal, even though we ha- it looks different. What do mm-hmm. y'all think? Yeah, I think the first thing, and maybe this is just a phrase I've heard a lot, like, don't just be friends with your children. Yeah. So I think that definitely would take some more time to unpack, like, how how are you you know, in having a relationship with your children when they're younger, but you said appropriate, you know, and so a little bit more about that, um, talking about that. Well, and uh, I think we're seeing, we could do like 10 right. conversations <laughs> on this, but it was just interesting. The other day, one of my daughters said to me, um, Mom, the parents that I see struggling the most in the relationship with their grown children, mm-hmm. particularly the moms who try to be best buds. 
And so let's hang out. Let's buy matching purses. <laughs> now, it's one thing. I mean, I, the my most favorite outfit I ever owned in life was a blue and white seersucker kind of navy-themed dress that my mother and I both had, but I was in second or third grade, mm-hmm. and I just <laughs> thought it was the most wonderful thing in the world. But the moms that are trying to buy matching boots and not just have a friendship, but they're trying to be best buds. And it was just interesting what you're saying is that she sees those mothers really struggling. It probably wasn't. It wasn't appropriate to be best buds with their children as they're growing. Mm -hmm. But we all do want to be that great friend now. It's a little bit like eating your dessert first. Yeah. Not doing things at the appropriate time. And then you look back and you think, well, that didn't turn out like I planned. (laughs) This is so fun. Mm Let's come back in next time and let's continue this because we brought mm-hmm. up huge issues. Yeah. The identity, the, uh, just all of these. Let's come back in. Let's hash this out some more. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just a delight to talk. We could all sit for 10 more hours, mm-hmm. I think. So, moms, remember, hang in there. Keep loving. Keep persevering because it's worth it. Yes, it is. Thank you so much for listening to the Parenting Podcast. We hope it was encouraging to you and maybe gave you some new ideas to help or just a little lift in your parenting day. Remember, we drop our episodes every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any. Like or share or leave your comments. We would love to hear from you. Feel free to go to our website, theparentingpodcast.com, where you can find talk notes and other resources. And of course, follow us on social media. We're glad you were here today and look forward to next time.